Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes with the privilege of sitting alongside my brother, actually sitting across my brother Doug McCary here this afternoon. Man, you got me three days in a row. I mean, I don't know what to do with myself. This is so good. If you want to join us in the conversation, we would love to hear from you because we get tired of hearing each other. 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Doug, we had a great uh, great SWAT study today. Good turnout, at least for the lunch crowd. Uh, uh, both, it, we had the most at breakfast we've ever had, and I think that's been the most we've had at lunch for a while. So it was really, really uh, uh, a good study today. And it wasn't it great. I mean, just the... The, the story of God coming into the life of this Roman jailer. You, and, probably, you probably sit out there. I, I, I've got a whole about two, three pages of notes I was taking. Isn't it great? I mean, mm-hmm. to me, uh, well, we'll get into it next week. If I come back for a couple of days no, I'm next hoping, week. No, I'm uh, hoping I can twist your arm to come back <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week because isn't it great? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Had you all right? So just to throw a teaser out there, right. had you ever thought about the midnight thing and related never, to text? No, never. Fact, and and I, you I, have read through the Bible I, yes. as much as I have. I mean, yes. like or more. And and isn't that amazing? Yeah, Psalm one nineteen sixty one through sixty three. You brought up. I I will. I think you remember a couple of years ago. You and I said we're going to try to memorize Psalm 119. I, I got to verse 62. <laughs> Did you? Good for you. I, I got 62 verses. That was the most oh, I got. Well, man. you know, I know we both memorized Psalm 19, which is, yeah, I, I kind of call it the outline of 119. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good text. I haven't I haven't really attempted to do one night. I got 62 verses and I hit a wall. <laughs> I just... But, you need to call Tim, yeah, my brother-in-law. Yeah, that, maybe he can walk you through how to get get. Well, it. you know, there was a guy. Remember, we, were you here when we had? Uh, I don't know if you were when I had that pastor up in North Carolina. Yeah, who's oh, yeah. memorized mm-hmm. forty books of the Bible. Amazing. That is unbelievable. <laughs> really forty is. books of the Bible. It really is. I I got a new uh, passage this morning in my study that Vic and I were doing. It was just. It was one of the passages of Scripture that I, when we finished reading it, and you're familiar with this, Luke 12, mm-hmm. 22 through 34, after we read it, and it's basically, it, it, in fact, you know how lots of Scripture, there's a heading there, yeah. and it says, do not be anxious. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as, after we finished reading it, I told Vicki, I said, that's going to be our next memory passage. So mm-hmm. uh, you can hold me to that. I'm going to learn it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, 12 verses. So I think I can handle it. 12 12 uh, verses is doable, but you know, isn't it funny how sometimes passages become more challenging than others? I mean, you think some of them are just like Psalm 19, I thought was a pretty easy Psalm one, another pretty easy passage to memorize. Some of them can be very challenging. Well, I'm sure you would agree with me, um, as a teacher, that your preparation to teach is usually the best tool that God uses in your own life. Yeah. I, I still remember, Doug, us being in India 
and I was going to be, uh, I was going to take, I was going to one church, you were going to another. Do you remember this? Yes. The Sunday, in fact, we, I think we arrived on Saturday. We'd been, you know, 24 hours in the, in the plane. We got to India and then I'm going to preach at one church the next morning. You're going to preach at the next one. And I actually preached out of Psalm 119 uh-huh. and the power of God's word. Yeah. And I think about, you even kind of brought it up today. We don't memorize scripture just for the sake of memorizing yeah. because, listen, Joe White, you, you, whether it's Joe White or it's Tim McKenzie or any number of uh, good, uh, sorry, my mic is messed up here, but any any person like that, it's easy to become impressed with the fact that you can memorize stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, But more importantly is that you retain it and it becomes, you know, a, something that you're obedient to mm-hmm. and uh so you kind of brought that up today and i appreciate that yeah i i uh you know i i just in studying for the passage for this week and and fortunately for me i teach it five times a week and so i must be really hard-headed that god wants me to go through this five times but it is i i'm never um surprised by how god just reveals things that were there that have always been there that I never saw. Isn't that amazing? It's like that multifaceted diamond that you just get a little glimpse. And I said this in the Bible study today. I said, so when people out in the world go, oh, I've read the Bible, I'm like, how many times? Hmm. Um, Because I've read through it literally – the whole Bible, probably at least a dozen or more times, and I've read through the Gospels a hundred plus times, and I've never connected that with that old Old Testament text the way it was. And so, it, God has a way of doing that. But a lot going on in our world, you know. Before we go to the first break, with your first hour, if you just tune in, usually the first hour, it's just kind of conversational talk about what's happening in the world or maybe what's happening out in our world locally, or even what's happening at SWAT, like Brad brought up. But, um, you know, this thing with the uh, protest for the abortion thing is really troublesome because we've moved into almost a mob rule mentality, which is a dangerous place. We've never, uh, even though there were mobs back in the 60s, they did not rule. The government clamped down. And when the government refuses to clamp down on the mobs, and they let the mobs do what the mobs are doing now, Mm. it's a problem. It emboldens them. And so think about it. You don't want this to happen, even if it's for a good cause. Even if, let's say it's for your cause, you don't want mob rule. We want to be a land of law and order. We want to be a land where there is order. There's never anything God-glorifying about chaos. Right. Right. And so... To, to, to get a bunch of people who are showing up at houses where there's little kids there and, and you know, it, it's just really, it, it's terrible what they're doing up there and that these justices who have pretty much, you know, I know it's an honor to be on there, but it is a great responsibility too because the moral weight that they m- must feel because when they make a ruling, it, it has it has weight that affects years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and decades. This ruling of Roe v. Wade's been going on for five decades, yeah. yep. and and so <clears throat> and they knew and have known for a long time it's a bad law. 
the way it was written. It was never a constitutional right. It's something that was injected in there. And so now people don't like it, and they're trying to intimidate, which is a violation of a U.S. code. That is a federal law that they're violating every time they assemble out in front of their house trying to persuade them or say, we don't like what you're doing, because that's that's intimidation. And you have senators, I heard Tlaib and other people being interviewed, and they were saying, well, you know, people, I get protested against every day. Well, you're a senator. You're a congressman. Right. You know, And it, not it, at your house yeah, either. Yeah. But even so, that's not intimidating you. You don't rule on something as a matter of law. You can pass a law. Right. And, and I'm not even advocating for that. I'm just saying that when you can't intimidate a juror, a witness, or a judge in any legal matter. Well, mm-hmm. this is the biggest legal matter for our country right now. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to be intimidating to them. And it's just, it's wrong. And I pray and pray that you would join me in praying for somebody to stand up and 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 let the leaders of our country know that we want to be a land of order. Um, you know, I, I, it's just, it's terrible what's happening. Uh, you know, and as, as people who are believers, we can pray, but as citizens of our country, we can let our congressman know, call Congressman Rutherford, yeah. call uh, Senator Rick Scott, call Senator Rubio's office, call, you know, your representative and let them know, say, please, please hold Department of Justice accountable for this. They have the responsibility to prosecute things that are violations of laws. That's a violation of law, and we should let them know that. So, Absolutely. Listen, you may not like it, but that is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's a good reminder that uh, God is the one who appoints those who are in, in, in high offices. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Democrats and, and that are in the Senate are proposing a bill. I don't know if you saw this. <clears throat> it is one of the most radical yeah. bills. And um, they, they basically are making a statement. They can't even pass this particular law. And, um, but it, it's pretty revealing. And, you know, I heard somebody say the other day about this. One of the best things that's happening right now is – people's true colors are starting to be shown you bet and and people are really starting to see what people really believe mm-hmm. and one person i think it was <coughs> janet yellen came out yesterday and made a statement and it's about money it's going to be a financial disaster for them to rule against roe v wade mm. was i think one of the things she said and so those kind of statements coming out are revealing it's a money-making thing in our country oh absolutely and it's a money-making thing at the expense of the children who are our future 60 million children and as believers we are people that value life god values life god places the image on every person his image is on every person and we are told to value that life protect that life yeah And so, um, as believers, I hope you'll join us in doing that. I don't know if you saw Nancy Pelosi started quoting quoting scriptures today, 
And uh, I'd love to talk about it when we come back from the break. If you've joined us mm-hmm. and you want to call in, call us at 844-777-7928. That's 1-844-77-SWAT, 777-SWAT. And you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary this afternoon. Good to be with you for three days in a row, and maybe I can come back next week if if you'll allow me. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, listen, uh, you can call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Any questions or comments, ask at SWATradio.com. Send those to us, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, before we went on the break, I was just mentioning that uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, in fact, this, I, I got it. A very short time after I got out of SWAT Bible study to go see my one of my grandsons, Graham. And I'm so thankful for so many who have been praying for Graham. He's he's doing well. He's putting he's slowly putting on weight, but uh he is uh, as my son told me today on a scale you know, he he's he's about a B, B minus when it comes to weight, so he could definitely stand to put on some weight. But anyway, this I heard this and it said that Nancy Pelosi blasted for quoting gospel in support of Ukraine aid bill amid America shortages. Um, says Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was blasted by critics overnight <clears throat> following her speech late Tuesday on the House floor in which she quoted the gospel of Matthew in order to shore up support for the $40 billion Ukraine aid bill that was later approved by the chamber. says the brutality of Putin is not just what he's doing in Ukraine, but the impact that it is having on food for the world. So when when you're home <clears throat> thinking what is what is this all about just think about when I was hungry you fed me in the gospel of Matthew. That's so that's right. the text she uses. And of course if you understand that text it's the least of me. It's where Jesus said, <laughs> "Hey, when, or, you know, his followers when when Jesus said and when he said uh, 
They said, when did we do those things, Jesus? He goes, well, when you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. And think about it. Who are the least of these? The least of these are the ones who are unable to speak for themselves, fight for themselves, defend themselves. I I would say that would consist of the babies in the womb, I think most importantly. I think it would. And and again, that's not a Ukraine statement. It's just the facts. You're going to start quoting scripture like that? Why don't we start applying that to other things that are as heinous as it gets? Yeah, that, that the, the whole abortion industry is pretty heinous. And, you know, when Gosnell was exposed, that that pretty much exposed it for what it was. Yeah. Uh, but, um, well, you know, one of the things that we've been looking at this week in Acts chapter 16 is the trafficking of this little girl in uh, Philippi. This little girl was, uh, you know, this this little girl was basically owned by slave owners. Somehow she was exposed to demonic activity in mm-hmm. order to inhale the gases or get the demonic spirit of Apollo in her, the Pythias spirit, the spirit of Pythos, to be a fortune teller. And then they used her to make money. And and this is an encounter Paul has after he has just had this great time of uh, sharing the gospel with women on the riverside down in Philippi, a, a very wealthy woman named Lydia, who was from Thyatira, and Lydia trusted Christ, invited them into the home. There's a beachhead established now in Philippi, and Satan comes along, tries to infiltrate because that's what he does. Every time there's a victory, he comes along and he tries to, first of all, come from the inside. Man, hmm. you know where some of the most painful um, most painful attacks that I've ever experienced have been, been on the inside? Not outside the church, inside. You're absolutely right. And and when there's when he's not successful on the inside, what we're going to see next week on the radio, and we're seeing this week in the SWAT meetings, is he brings persecution. But this lady, or this little girl actually, comes along. She's she's saying these men are slaves. They are telling you the way of salvation. And we talked about yesterday. Well, just a quick recap of the week. Monday we looked at being a bold weapon for truth, how Paul and Silas, these messengers of Jesus, were coming against messengers of Satan. And whether Satan was represented by this little girl in the spirit of Apollo in a false religion, or whether she was represented by people who represented Rome, or or they were going against people who represent Rome, we are to be bold weapons for truth in a world full of lies. And a lot of times... We think that means we have to take up physical weapons. No. Second Corinthians 10 said the weapons of our warfare are not of this world. And we talked a lot about on Monday what it means to be a weapon for truth. And then yesterday we looked, well, we, we talked specifically as a weapon of truth of what it, what we proclaim, that there's only one source of truth, and that's the Bible, and, and it's the truth about Jesus. He is the truth. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. But yesterday, we looked at being bold warriors for mercy, and we talked about how Paul 
cast the demon out of this little girl, setting her free, destroying the stronghold the way his rabbi did. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you can read all the different accounts. I think in Luke, there's seven chapters where either he or his disciples cast out demons. In Matthew, there's six. And even in Acts, we see Peter doing it. And now here's Paul doing it because they were wanting to be like their rabbi. And they looked at these people who were held captive, and they are fulfilling what Jesus said in Luke 4 when he says, I came to proclaim good news and and to set the captives free. And so we we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about what do we proclaim? How do we function as warriors for truth and, and, and I'm sorry, warriors for mercy in our culture? What does that look like? Well, we do not dilute the gospel, and we tell people the truth about their false belief system. It's demonic. Islam, demonic. Hinduism, demonic. We said Mm -hmm. that yesterday. Mm -hmm. Buddhism, demonic. Every belief system that is not based on Jesus and Jesus alone is demonic. And, And so to tell them anything else is not is not being a warrior for mercy. And and you know warriors I said this today warriors don't retreat. Warriors are not threatened by what Satan brings because our God is stronger. I read that passage in Luke where Jesus talks about binding the strong man. Mm-hmm. Jesus is stronger than Satan. And so we should not fear you know, I remember, Brad, you probably remember. Remember when The Exorcist came out and it freaked oh, yeah. people out so bad? I mean, people were <clears throat> terrified mm-hmm. after that. And I'm not advocating we go see movies like that. I'm just saying that that almost glorified the evil and the strength of Satan in a way that made it seem like he was more powerful than God. Mm-hmm. Just because Satan's more powerful than false religion doesn't mean he's more powerful yeah. than true religion yeah. and true that the and true religion is Jesus. I mean, that That's is, right. he is, he is the truth. Well, today we're going to look at the last part of that section at what happened after they cast the demons out of the girl, the demon out of the girl, when they cast the demon out, all of her power was gone because it was demonically derived. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they, she couldn't make any money for her slave owners anymore. And she was of no value because the only reason they wanted her, they didn't want to care for her because she was left exposed in the world, an orphan. They didn't want to care for her that way. They just wanted to use and abuse her. And there's so many people like that in the world. And Paul looks at her and says, no, spirit come out of her. He freed her. And now they're angry. And, you know, that happens a lot in our world when when you speak truth into a lie when you're a warrior for mercy when somebody's being abused it makes the world system angry it makes the marginalized feel loved but those who take advantage of the marginalized get angry it agitates those who prosper off them and who follow the world system and so what happens is they drag paul and barnabas well i'm just going to have you read the text it's verse 20 through 24 um and and you can start at verse 19 yeah. and, and read down through 24. All right, Acts 16, verse 19 through 24. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. 
And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into the prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Verse 24, having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. May God bless the reading of his word. Um, the first thing we, we notice is these men get upset. Why? They get upset not because somebody harmed them, but because their hope of gain was gone. Mm-hmm. And where was their hope of gain in? It wasn't in them doing hard work. Yeah. They were using this little girl as a carnival-like show exactly, and making money off of her. Not, does that sound like something you would like your son to do? I mean, does that sound like gainful employment? Yeah, not, not exactly. No, it's somebody who's trafficking in a little girl. And when they saw that that was not going to work anymore, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them in the marketplace before the rulers. The rulers were called praetors. They were kind of like, like a, you know, like a mini governor, if mm-hmm. you will, of this colony and, and, and the city in Philippi and, they had guys called lictors that were like policemen. The lictors walked around with bundles of rods. And if somebody did something, they stole something, they messed up, those praetors would bring them before the bema seat, Hmm. the judgment seat, and they would execute swift judgment. If they thought you were guilty, they would get them to start beating you right there. That's why they walked around with those rods on Hmm. them. So when we come back, we're going to look at some of the statements made in these texts and how, as witnesses, a lot of times we're seen as enemies of the world or of the state. For sure. Glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio. If you want to call us, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, send those to askask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. Back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary this afternoon as we're looking at Acts chapter 16, verses 19 through 24. And uh, Doug, it is uh, so funny. I came in here after the SWAT Bible study, and I had, you know what I had on my mind was what we were looking at today. today I know. So I want to encourage our listeners 
uh, get to one of the Bible studies this week. Uh, I think you've got one tomorrow morning, yeah, and then you've got a Zoom tomorrow night. Ju- yeah, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food in the morning on San Jose Boulevard at 6.30 a.m. with some awesome breakfast pizza. And then um, uh, tonight, I'm sorry, not tonight, tomorrow night, Thursday night, this is SWAT Zoom. Hey, if you want a link to the Zoom, shoot me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com. Say, I'd like to join the Zoom. I'll send it. Doesn't matter where you are. If That's you're in England, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. You can join from anywhere. I'll send you the send you the link. Hey, and I I'm I meant to do this the first segment, Brad. So I'm sorry to interject this here, but it, we had Jersey Mike's today. Jersey Mike's has been a great supporter of SWAT, and they take care of us every other week at uh, lunch, and they just opened up a new location out at Atlantic Beach, and I highly encourage you. It is at Penman Road and at and Atlantic. Penman and Atlantic. So if you're listening they out there. They didn't take over my old Whataburger. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's right across from the Whataburger. Oh, it is. I saw your Whataburger there. But it is great. Today, all week this week, they have the USO there, and, and they're sharing proceeds with the USO, a great organization mm-hmm. to help service people. So one of the best sandwiches ever. I mean, just the the bread, everything's so good there. And they take care of us every week. This is not a paid promotional. <laughs> they, they, they're they not sponsors, but they just. They're take not giving it. us food. No, they, no, they just, right. they take care of us. So every week, and we are very blessed because they, they do, they, they give us some discounts <clears throat> and take care of our guys. And so, so grateful for, uh, you know the people that own the the uh, the one on Beach Boulevard and the one out at now Atlantic Beach. So thank you out there. Go out there if you go in there. Tell them you heard about it on SWAT Radio. Just tell them go in there and say mm-hmm. hey, uh, we just thank you for supporting SWAT Radio and and wanted to uh, get come try you guys. It's brand new. They just opened today. So uh, that's Jersey. Is that Mike's. where it came from today? Did you pick it up there? Uh, pick up lunch? I, I, no, but I got a sandwich there. Oh, I got good. a sandwich there before I good. came. But uh, but we may pick it up there from now on. But it was their grand opening this morning. So yes. the USO was there. That's awesome. They had a lot of people there. So um, sorry to deviate from that, but uh, <laughs> I you know I, I do want to be grateful to them because during our ret- uh, our summer SWAT day. Um, by the way, that's coming up July thirtieth, and you'll hear more about that. Bill Johnson from Grace to You is going to be our speaker this year, and I'm real excited about that. I'm looking that. forward to that. It, it, it's going to be really good. He's going to speak on the lordship of Jesus, which will be awesome. Boy, is that desperately needed. Oh, whew. Yeah, it is. My wife and I were talking about that today, is that you know, with, with progressive Christianity just running amok, you know, people want Jesus as Savior, but they don't want him as Lord. Mm-hmm. And you can't have it that way. Well, you you've got people that that uh, today uh, don't even know they they believe they know the gospel, but they don't even know the gospel. Right. Yeah. And and it, it's because the gospel, and yet you hear all this gospel centered stuff, gospel driven stuff. Everything's supposed to, gospel, 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 but nobody. There's so much confusion out there. Well, Greg Gilbert makes that pretty clear in his book. What is the gospel? That is Remember, a he was great guest. Book, yes. And uh, what a, gr- a very simple, good read, quick read, really brings uh, great clarity to because 
as he says in that book, you, you line up 10 strong Christians and ask them, what is the gospel? You'll get 10 different answers. That's true. Well, and, and so as you know, and, and that's one reason I love what we taught this week and SWAT, what we're going to be on mm-hmm. the radio next week. Cause it, you know, he makes it very clear what the gospel is. Yeah. yeah. And so what, well, you know, before we get next week, oh, we got to get them in jail. They're thrown in jail yeah. here. And you read the text. The first thing we see in verse 20 is they say, these men are Jews. Well, how would they know they're Jews? And notice that it it's not talking about si- I mean, it's not talking about Timothy and Luke. Timothy and Luke aren't thrown in jail. Only Paul and Silas. Well, you know why? Because Luke was Gentile, Timothy was half Greek. So Timothy and Luke probably were not wearing the tassels, the zitzits. They didn't dress Jewish. Hmm. They probably dressed more like a Gentile. And so they said, these men are Gentiles. I'm sorry, these men are Jews, and they're disturbing our city. Now, why would they say they were disturbing our city? We'll go to verse 21. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans. Well, what would that be? Well, in Rome, who was God? Caesar. Caesar was God, right? That's the imperial mandate. Caesar is God. But for the Jew who worshiped Yahweh, the one true living God, and for Paul, who said Jesus is God. He is God's gift to us. He is the Son of God. He is God. And Jesus was divine, and he followed the way of Jesus. And so these men, meaning Paul and Silas, were disturbing them because the customs they were talking about was following Jesus. I'm sure when they cast the demons out of that little girl, they just she Paul didn't say, "Okay, go on now." And they didn't do it in Caesar's name. No, they didn't <laughs> do it in Caesar's name. And it says that the crowd joined in attacking them. I think it would be interesting, Brad, to go through the scriptures and to see all the different things that quote the crowd does in scripture whether it's mm-hmm. the crowd that said, crucify him, crucify him, that same crowd that said, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna. The crowd can be so fickle. Oh, man. they can, and, and we see that. That's why mob rule is not a good thing. Right. right. And so the crowd, they were joining in attacking them, and it says the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. Now, here's what's really interesting. Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. And like I said, these magistrates didn't beat them. What they did is they had bundles of rods. The lictors uh, were, they're like the policemen. And they had bundles of rods. And, and, and they would immediately beat somebody who the magistrates had said they're guilty and this is their punishment. But the problem for the magistrates, you can't beat a Roman citizen without a trial. Hmm. That is a big no-no. But Paul never claimed his citizenship. Why? Why why didn't Paul? Now, you know from Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. I Mm reemphasized it. But Paul wrote to the Philippians. Look up uh, Philippians 3 real quick. Philippians 3, verse 20. And read what Paul writes to this 
church, the church of Philippi, uh, that, and, and this was Paul's mentality even when he was here now. When he wrote Philippians, he was in prison right. somewhere, but this was his mentality, Philippians 3.20. It summarizes so well probably why he didn't claim his citizenship. What does he say? Well, the very first sentence, uh, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Paul was not looking to Caesar to be his Savior. Yeah. Mm. He he did not want people who were witnessing what was taking place to think he depended on Caesar. Good. Now think Good. about our culture. <laughs> and think yeah, did, about what our first response oh, would be. Oh, I man. have my rights. Yeah. I am what? Yeah. I'm an American. Right. Mm-hmm. Not... I'm a citizen, I'm a of, citizen heaven. of heaven. Yeah. See, most of us would place our citizenship in this country yeah. above our citizenship of heaven. Yeah. And and we may not say that, but the way we live our life demonstrates so that. True. So true. And and notice it says, when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison. So this is one of three times Paul got beaten with rods. He talks about it in Second Corinthians ten. And, you know, as we see what Paul's doing here, he's allowing himself to be beaten. He's not claiming his Roman citizenship. And then he's put in stocks, and the stocks were a form of torture almost because it weren't it, – the stocks weren't like we picture in colonial America right. where the feet were right there and the hands. They were kind of spread out to cause pain and discomfort. And so here's Paul. He All he did was cast a demon out. And he's thrown, he's beaten and thrown in jail, and he proclaimed liberty to captives, and he becomes the Jesus message. Why? Because another reason I don't think Paul claimed his citizenship was because he loved God. He loved God, and he said, "If God wants me to get beaten and put in jail, I'll get beaten and put in jail." Hmm. Now. Most of us draw a line in the sand and we say, okay, God, I will allow this, but I can't go there. I can't do that. And Paul is with his life proclaiming the exclusivity of Jesus over Caesar at this point. Mm -hmm. He has already proclaimed Jesus over Satan by casting the demon out. He has proclaimed captives are free in Jesus by, you know, freeing this little girl. He's proclaimed citizenship in heaven, saying, this is not my home here. And he is ultimately saying, my allegiance to Jesus is over everything. And that that is really an amazing proclamation. It is a bold witness of the love of God yeah. in this moment. And I'll tell you, it's the kind of thing that makes people around go, who is that guy? Yeah. But yeah. why would he do that? Yeah. And they ask those kind of questions. Mm. So, um, I, 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 you know, as we as we kind of look back through Monday being a, a, you know, a weapon for truth, a bold remember a bold weapon for truth, and Tuesday being a bold warrior for mercy. Now we see a bold witness of his love. And when we come back, I just want to share one final illustration 
about that temple. Remember we talked about the temple of Gaia or Apollo? Right, right. There, I want to share one final little uh, illustration about that that I heard that I thought was amazing as well. Cool. Come back and join us, 844-777-7928. Uh, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion. And hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary, working our way through Acts chapter 16. You know, I don't want to get into next week's study. But it's kind of hard, isn't it? I it want is, you. but I think there's such a good. It, I was going to say bridge. It's not really a bridge because, really, in verse 24, uh, you know, having received this order, he put them into the inner prison. This isn't like. I mean, this is deep into the dungeon, and fastened their feet in the stocks. I, I I actually taught through this passage. I can't remember when, wasn't that long ago, but I remember reading about these stocks, and you kind of alluded to the fact they. These aren't stocks like we think of stocks. Mm-hmm. These things are like a, you know, like a Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> they're designed to really pull the body apart, mm-hmm. and it would create cramping. I had some notes here that it, you know, it's it just would create cramping in the muscles. And I think as we'll see next week, how Paul and Silas responded to this, and it it really brought me, you know, kind of sobering thoughts that. What is God going to allow in your life in order to bring about his purposes? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what is he going to allow in your life to bring about even things like what we've been talking about this week? This, you know, the, that we're going to be weapons of truth. God's going to create circumstances. We're always to be weapons of truth. We're always to be speaking truth. But there are, op- there are times in our life where we're to be warriors of mercy. And then we're also to be witnesses of love. No greater love than than we know Scripture says that one would lay down his life. Mm. 
you know, if we're to be witnesses of love, what is that going to look like in our lives as his children? Yeah. You know, I don't want to say it's going to necessarily mean death, but uh, I think I am so much quicker, Doug, to grumble and complain Mm -hmm. before I pray and sing. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, that's a good tease because it's true. I mean, we we see them responding in a way that is very different from the way most of us would respond. It's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. But, um, you know, um, when Paul and Silas were were uh, beaten and um, then put in that jail that jail remember the jail cells were not uh that you're right it's more like a dungeon it really was not a place for a long term it's not like in the terms of our jails where people were sent there for a long period of time they were very temporary guys would either go into slavery they would be uh uh, crucified out of there Mm -hmm. um very rarely were they released uh uh, they uh, and just released into freedom that was very unusual um and so these jails were not anything like you would probably ever imagine. It was probably like a, one guy says, a vermin-infested pit, like mm-hmm. rats, snakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a it's nasty the worst place. of the worst. Yes. And so they were put down there. And um, what's, what's great, I heard a, the, the illustration I want to share I alluded to, I heard from Ray Vanderlaan. And he, he used to lead groups over to Turkey, and he would go into – uh, Greece and go to the temple of Delphi or the temple of Apollo there. And on that temple of Apollo that we alluded to on Monday, there was a wall with over a thousand names on it. Hmm. And it was the names of freed slaves. And the way it worked was slaves would save money. They would actually get money in that culture. The slaves would small money but they would get from it. the government for, well no no from their owners and, oh, and right, things right, over time right, and right, the master uh, yeah, they, yeah but it would be little money and uh different ways they could get it but they would save money and when they saved enough the price of a slave they they would accompany their owner to the temple and they would give that money to the priest the priest would contemplate their freedom, and I don't know what he checked on, but he would check on things. He would then call the owner back. Then he would give the slave owner the money. So the slave owner is getting the money not from the slave, but from the priest of Apollo. Hmm. And then he would free the slave. But the priest would tell the slave, you are now owned by Apollo go and serve Apollo in your world. Hmm. That would, and, and so it made me think of Romans 6, where Paul says, you were slaves to sin, or Galatians 4. Right. You were slave to the idols of this world. Mm-hmm. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul says, you were bought with a price. You know, you and I, there was no way you and I could ever come up with the money to buy our freedom. And yet Jesus died to pay the price for us to be free. And we are always slaves to something. We don't use that term slavery today because mm-hmm. it, it has a negative connotation in a lot of ways. 
In fact, a lot of times in Scripture they use the term servant right. instead of slave, but it really <clears throat> is slave. Mm-hmm. And we are slaves to Jesus. We're, we're either going to be slaves to to Jesus or slaves to sin, slaves to Jesus or slave to an idol, slaves to Jesus or slave to ourselves, whatever. We're, we're always enslaved to something. It's kind of like you can, you're going to be enslaved to brushing your teeth or you're enslaved to cavities. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, really, you, right. you, you have yeah. one option or the other. Right. And so we have to ask ourselves, who do we want to be enslaved to? And if we're enslaved to Jesus, he calls us to be kingdom priest, weapons for truth, warriors for mercy, and a witness of his love. Mm. The question is, are we? Are, when people think of us out in the world, did they think of us as a weapon for truth? You know, Brad, there's a lot of people that have terrible reputations for lying in the church. They don't keep their word. That's awful. We represent the truth, Jesus, so we should be purveyors of truth. Um, there's there's people who aren't merciful. This jailer was not merciful. When he put their feet in stocks, that was painful for them. That was not anything merciful. Now, he was doing what he was ordered to do, but think about it. that He went from being that guy to the guy we're going to see next week who washed their wounds. Because what was the difference? Jesus. So if we're his, Mm. we are to be warriors of mercy. When you see bad things happening, why aren't we intervening? Why aren't we interceding for the victims? Why aren't we interceding for the weak? Why aren't we interceding for uh, the, you know, the, the, the women out in the world who are being trafficked? That is awful, you know, and then they feel awful. Um, And we are a witness of his love. To what extent are we willing to sacrifice our own comfort, our own freedom for the love of Christ being shown to another person? Those are all questions that we have to wrestle with as his kingdom priest. And, you know, I I was reminded today, earlier this morning, a guy was sharing with me about a guy out in the world, out in our local world here in Florida. And by the way, thank you for the folks up in Virginia that listen on the Lighthouse and Meridian WMER, all the people out west that listen via the SWAT podcast or the the this you know the SWAT radio website, and even our brothers and sisters in India and England and and over who listen in Europe. We appreciate you guys listening. The truckers who are up in North Carolina and. But we appreciate the text and appreciate you letting us know you listen. But I was reminded by this guy at SWAT told me, you know, I was talking to this guy and I was I was praying for him. And, uh, you know, he said he listens to SWAT every day. Hmm. And he's going through a tough time with a family member. He's got a family member who's struggling with some health issues. And the SWAT guy just offered to pray for him. And, and he was telling him about SWAT, and he said, yeah, I listen to SWAT radio. And, you know, we forget, it, because a lot of times the listeners out there do not call in. You know, Brad and I would love for you to call in and ask questions. One of the visions we originally had was when you call in, you don't get a chance on Sundays to call in and say, hey, you can't raise your hand. Excuse me, uh, Pastor, I got a question about this. And that's why we made the phone lines available for you to do that if you don't understand something or you disagree let's talk about it 
But just because you don't call in doesn't mean you're not listening. And mm-hmm. I was reminded again today of this guy who listens and said he gets encouraged by it. I hope you'll be encouraged by this week's teaching and think about your own being a weapon for truth in your world. If you haven't been, it it's not the end. You're not dead yet, so repent. Yeah. You know, turn. Repent's not a dirty word. It, it's not a it's not a negative thing. It just mm-hmm. means you're saying, God, I'm sorry, I haven't been doing what I I've really been made to do. I want to be different. Change me and asking him to do the work in you. The same with being a warrior for mercy. Like that song we saw, you know, we heard Brandon Heath sing coming in. Yes. Lord, give me your eyes. Let me see the world through your eyes. Let me have merciful eyes. You know, Jesus had merciful eyes, didn't he? He sure did. (laughs) When he saw the hurting. When he saw Jerusalem on his uh, final uh, descent down the Mount of Olives and he looks at Jerusalem, it says, the word says that he had compassion. Yeah. He wept. That's not just like he shed a tear. He cried he wept you know and we we're, we're so hardened in our society yeah uh, and in some ways we're almost trained to be that way as men yeah you know we kind of talked about a little back and forth yesterday about manhood you know manhood doesn't mean you're not emotional that no that you don't see things in the world that don't tug on your heart we are to be you know warriors of mercy yeah, yeah. and i i think you know who i think about i think about little Zacchaeus being mm. laughed at people made fun of and Jesus looking at him and going this kid this guy's a, a he's a child of Abraham Zacchaeus I'm going to your house today <laughs> you know that was an act of mercy yes oh absolutely. And, and, and it was so good so be a warrior for mercy and a witness of his love Brad Amen. thanks for being here this week brother enjoyed it really yeah. enjoyed it I hope you'll come back next week all right brother if you want Brad to come back shoot me an email <laughs> no I'm joking uh, Brad uh, no pressure if you can come back next week it'll be great um, if you want to listen to this or any past program go to SWATradio.com SWATradio.com And uh, just click on the past programs link. Mom and Dad, I know you're listening. Thank you. And, Mom, I hope you had a good Mother's Day and enjoyed those strawberries. All right. (laughs) Till next time, we'll see you then. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual